Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Ravens defeat the Houston Texans on Saturday, 34-10. Let's head out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline, where we're joined by our friend Jonas Schaefer, covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Banner. And Jonas, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. I guess let's start with this, and and uh, it was a big topic of conversation in the postgame, and whatever was said at halftime, because the offense seemed to be struggling as they went into the half. That last drive where Lamar got sacked on back-to-back plays, and then the, they made some adjustments, and they started rolling in the second half. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Texans <laughs> blitzed in a way that uh, no one blitzes nowadays. Not even Wink Martindale blitzes at a 75% rate. And, uh, you know, like I wrote about, uh, you know, Saturday for Sunday, it was they kind of told the Ravens what they were going to do to start that half. And, you know, obviously it was interesting to hear John Harbaugh today push back a little bit against the narrative that it was this profanity-laced, uh, you know, halftime tirade from Lamar and, that that makes sense on a kind of conceptual level because Lamar's never really the kind of guy to drop F-bombs like, you know, a sailor. So, uh, you know, he, he got the guys in line. He told them what he needed to tell them, and he went out and did his thing. I mean, the, I think the first three times that he dropped back against Houston, it was blitzes, and he he hit every single one of those uh, every single one of those uh, dropbacks for a completion. You know, the, the second and third went for first down. The first one went for nine yards to Nelson Aguilar. So, uh, you know, for Ravens fans still traumatized by what happened in Miami uh, with that cover zero game under Greg Roman, uh, I guess just take take faith, take a, take you know, come take some comfort and solace that Todd Munkin and this offense and the staff around them they definitely know what to do when things seem pretty bleak. Um, one of the subtle things I thought maybe went into some of those adjustments as well, Jonas, is they kind of scrapped the rotating tackles thing in the second half. Um, and I just wonder if that's something that maybe, you know what I mean, has run its course. Like the idea that you have four, you know, starting caliber, legit tackles who need to see the field, you know, or frankly, you know what I mean, that these guys need to take a couple of reps off here or there. I just don't think that juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah, I mean, especially if it's more so about preventative rather than palliative, if I'm using those words correctly, like, you know, if you are worried about the guys being good, well, they're going to have two weeks to recover if you get to the Super Bowl. So, you know, these guys are tough dudes. You can shoot them up with all manner of drugs and make Hey, his phone was cutting in and out. Uh, Ryan, try to get him back. Uh, bad cell. This is the world we live in nowadays with cell phones. Sometimes you get that bad cell, but there was some, there was some click in there. He's probably heading home from uh, the castle as he was there for Harb's press conference. But uh, 
We'll get back to to what uh, he was answering in, in just a moment. But Ravens, uh, obviously Harbaugh met with the media. If you're just tuning in, he was asked about Marlon Humphrey and Mark Andrews' availability, and he said, we'll see how they practice. And uh, <laughs> Let's go back out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Jonas Schaefer's back with us. And Jonas, you were saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, you would think would would not mind gritting through whatever pain they mm-hmm. have to – to, to, to know that uh, you've got the possibility of a week off and then the Super Bowl to, to, to get ready. And I, I think more than that, the, the, the urgency of it takes on new importance because this is a a, a, a Chiefs defense coordinated by Steve Spagnuolo, who in a lot of the same ways that Mike McDonald will try to throw you a scribble every once in a while. You know, you, you want your guys who have seen the most reps to be able to know who to pass off to whom when it's like a, you know, a slot defender coming in for a blitz that's totally unexpected. I mean, for, for as much promise as Daniel Patalele might have, I, I think I would trust you know, Morgan Moses 99 times out of 100 to be the guy who's smart enough and who's seen enough film and just played enough reps to to, to know, like, you know, I got to take this guy because this guy's dropping or I got to take that guy because this guy's coming at me. You know, you just worry about when the game gets to a, a certain point where the margins are razor thin. You want the guys who've seen everything and not take your chances with someone who is still a little bit wet behind the ears. Jonas, we've seen Ronald Darby now step in for Marlon Humphrey, who's been injured for the better part of this season. And really, the secondary hasn't missed a beat without uh, Marlon in it. Just uh, how impressed have you been with Darby's impact? Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Uh, I think he's probably been probably been the guy who's had the the highest ratio of impact uh, on this Raven season to like stories written about him. I mean, I don't think I've seen a, a single feature story by certainly anyone at the banner, much less anyone, you know, Baltimore Ravens.com, the sun athletic. He, he is the definition of an under the radar player, despite having played such an important role in this team. And, you know, I'm sure that with, with the two week layoff, if, uh, if the Ravens win, he, he will get his flowers. I mean, it's a, a great story with him being a, a Maryland guy going to, I think, Potomac High School in PG County and, you know, him coming back from that, that ACL tear in such impressive fashion. Uh, and I thought he would be just another guy when they signed him, you know, a guy that you would turn to when if a Marlon Humphrey got hurt or a Brandon Stevens got hurt. But he, he's been phenomenal. And uh, obviously it, it helps to play in this, this defensive structure where you are having that safety help over the top. But, uh, you know, time and time again, he's answered the call. We're talking to Jonas Schaefer, it's inside access here on the fan. Jonas, we we saw uh, John Harbaugh was asked about Marlon Humphrey and Mark Andrews. He said, "We'll see how they practice." We're optimistic. If you were a betting man, are those guys playing on Sunday? I would definitely say I'm more optimistic about Mark Andrews, and, and that just you know based on the simple fact that he was a full participant in practice last week, and you know, as he told us every single week, he, he feels like he's making a, a big jump in how his feet and how his ankle is feeling, that flexion, that explosiveness. So if he's able to go from looking as kind of shakily as he did, uh, you know, not last Friday, but the Friday before to the, the Mark Andrews that we saw on Thursday, and, and you, you know, kind of prorate that into this week, and you've got to feel pretty good about where he is. And with Marlon Humphrey, um, I guess I don't feel as good. Uh, he, he was running around the, the practice field for one day last week, I believe. So there is that comfort level. There is that uh, ability to actually, you know, stretch out and, and get those reps in. But, you know, this is, uh, 
this is not a game where you want to be throwing guys out there at 70 percent, especially when you have uh, maybe you know a Ronald Darby or a Rocky Steen or whoever's out there that you feel more comfortable with. Uh, Jonas, that was pretty dominant performance against the run, and we know that the Texans are not a great rushing team, but still, like True Media had them with a 82 percent success rate stopping the run, which is pretty otherworldly, but um, a little different challenge looming with the the Chiefs. I, I have a feeling Pacheco's going to have something to say with how this game plays out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the under-the-radar development, and I'm sure you guys have talked about it or will talk about it, is just the, the unknown status of Joe Tooney, because when I look at the possibility of a Ravens-Chiefs matchup on paper, it would be, all right, this Chiefs interior line is awesome. Uh, they're the kind of front that can give the light boxes that the Ravens like to play on defense real issues because, we, you know, we've seen teams like the Steelers, Colts, mm-hmm. you know, take it to a, a Ravens front that is more willing to, you know, concede those yards uh, up, up the middle if it means that they're at some point going to get a third and six, and that's when Mike McDonald and the pass defense is going to un- unleash hell on you. But if it's only one, you know, all-pro level player up front, then I think that really compromises what the Chiefs want to do because even though you could say that Andy Reid uh, has not been as emphatic about running the ball as he perhaps should be through some of the ups and downs of this passing game, it's nice to know that you you have that ability. And if it's just, you know, if it's one entire side of the line that you don't feel great about with Dooney being out and the left tackle situation not being great, uh, you know, it's been up and down all year, then uh, if I'm a Chiefs fan, if I'm a Chiefs coach, I'm feeling a lot less optimistic about what I can do to unbalance this Ravens defense. Jonas Schaefer covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Banner. Jonas, always great. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Be Thanks, good. Jonas. Appreciate it. Coming up next, a little T-bone time here on a Monday. It's TMI with TIM and what you got. Just put out a poll on IA 105.7 The Fan, and Eric DaCosta really hit some home runs with one-year deals for veteran defensive players. I want to hear which signing has been the most impressive. Jadavion Clowney, Kyle Van Noy, Ronald Darby, or Arthur Millette. We'll get into it next on Inside Access. Hot takes from the guy behind the glass. I'm in a glass case of emotion. TMI with TIM. TMI. TMI, my friends. Inside Access. 1057 The Fan. It's T-Bone time. TMI with TIM and the floor is yours. We've talked a lot uh, about Eric DaCosta just really navigating this past offseason as well as you can between Lamar Jackson and the draft, bringing in Zay Flowers, but also with the free agents and particularly on the defensive side of the football. Just put a poll up on IA1057 The Fan, and it says Eric DaCosta hit multiple home runs with veterans signed on one-year deals on the defensive side of the football. Which signing do you think has been the most impressive? About 100 votes already, and Jadavion Clowney, big lead, early lead, 68.6%. Kyle Van Noy, 22.9%. And Ronald Darby and Arthur Millette, both at 4.3%. And... I think it's a tough question, guys, where I I really wanted to say Ronald Darby just because, gosh, I mean, where would they be without him? And obviously Brandon Stevens really emerging. I mean, a 44% completion percentage 
when quarterbacks are targeting Darby. That's unbelievable. And Marlon Humphrey missing half of the season, him stepping right in. But I think you got to go with one of the edge rushers just because pass rush was such a big question mark heading into this year. You know, how how are the Ravens going to replace Calais Campbell and Justin Houston's 15 sacks? Well, Jadavion Clowney and Kyle Van Noy combined for 18 and a half sacks. So they more than replaced those two veterans just with those uh, guys. And Clowney especially, where, look, I'm... You know, throughout his career, I've never been the biggest Jadavion Clowney fan, but he's been really, really good for them. And it just seems like he's really embraced this organization, and it seems like it's been such a great fit for him. And they have been winking at each other, flirting with each other over the past couple of off-seasons, but the Ravens decided to put a ring on it this off-season, and it's really paid off in a huge way. I mean, he tied his career high in sacks with nine and a half. He has 19 quarterback hits. We know his ability to set the edge, but bringing him in in late August and for him to provide that type of impact and not only that just type of impact, guys, this is someone who's constantly dealt with injuries throughout his career. He hit the post every single week. Played in all 17 games, of course, played over the weekend. I think Jadavion Clowney, for me, got my pick in the poll. What do you think, Chase? I, I'm going to go Clowney as well. Um, he was here through the start. He was incredibly durable and productive. There might have been a lull going into their bye. I think a lot of guys were hitting the wall coming into their bye. It might have been a little lull coming out. Um or just sort of a recalibration. But th- what he does setting the edge, what what he did as a pass rusher, how, a lot of times his disruption set other people up to sort of clean up. And, and Lord knows if, if he was a little bit more of a finisher. True. I mean, you think a guy yeah. with those levers <laughs> and strong hands, right? Like He could have like, 15 sacks. He, I mean, Easy. like, man. But I, I do think his – I don't think Matabike does what Matabike does – without some dudes on the outside having a season two. And Clowney was the best of that group. He played the most of that group. And to do it in a year where Owe, I don't know how much we learned about Owe. Like, I think he's a nice rotational piece. I still don't see much, like, a whole lot of consistent pass rush. I don't see it. Do they pick up his fifth-year option? I don't know. And Ajabo didn't play any football. And they led the league in sacks. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys on Clowney, but I went Van Noy because, okay. uh, like, the facts are, Ajabo gets hurt. They pick up Van Noy off the street after four weeks, and all he does is give them a career high in sacks for, for a season with nine. Like, what he did, it, it's it's actually kind of remarkable to get off the street and give them what he gave them. But I but I also think you could have voted for any of these guys, and it's there's no wrong answer. There is no wrong answer. I, I think that's the biggest thing. Where going going in on Ronald Darby again? I mean, he has just been so underrated for this defense. And Jason, I don't think you gave the stats out on air, but Arthur Millette, uh, from a nickel blitz perspective, he's been massive for Mike McDonald, and you saw that over the weekend. Yeah, um, obviously he blitzed three times in this past game, intentional grounding, two incomplete passes. For the season, I went back and watched all his slot blitzes. 
Uh, it was called 19 times. They generated a pressure on eight of those, so a 42.1% pressure rate when he blitzed. Uh, going back to the Jacksonville game, we got incomplete, incomplete, check down for six yards, incomplete, 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 intentional grounding. That's the outcome of his slot blitzes since the Jacksonville game. And, and the Steelers didn't want to bring that guy back. And and the Ravens bring him in, and he's been, you know, a nice piece for this Really defense. good piece. Yeah, like he – and he's sort of like another chess piece. They're like – yeah, sometimes he's in the slot, sometimes he's blitzing. He does a lot of things, and he does them well. Every time they ask him to do something, he seems to succeed. And all of these guys, you know, are players that Eric DaCosta picked up late in the season. None of these guys are making big money at all. And, heck, if one of them pop, if two of them pop, you, you feel like, okay, nice job there. But for all of them to have key contributions for this team – I mean, it's been massive. Hey, it's take it massive. take it a step further. Like, Rocky Asin had to play in the Miami game, and he actually played well. Like, they haven't they haven't had a bust one year signing. Like, no. Asin is, I don't think he's great, but they no. had to play him against Miami, and he held up. Like, oh, they, I, I, you don't have a season like this where every bargain basement guy you sign works out. And that's the thing that's even more crazy is. Uh, Rocky Sin, he was signed right after the compensatory pick formula in May. He was the earliest yeah. of those guys. They and, had a wink wink. Yeah. But but again, like how much of a role then do we do the Mike McDonald's and the Denard Wilsons of the world play sure. in this? Well, he, and the Chuck oh, Smith. For sure. You know what I mean? Like for sure. it, could is part of it them identifying guys in a better way? when they're kind of mining the lower tiers of free agency than they had the last two or three years. The results are certainly better. Have they changed something in their process? Possibly. Do they also have a better coaching staff here now who's better able to Uh implement players and develop them? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. Like, no doubt in my mind that that part of the equation has improved significantly over, especially what was going on in the secondary two and three years ago. No, there's no doubt. They're like what we and, and again, it was a talking point for us in the offseason, except everything was overshadowed by Lamar Jackson's contract situation. But John Harbaugh had a hell of an offseason bringing in coaches, and it wasn't just our opinion. The facts have shown it. Like these guys, Munkin and Chuck Smith and Denard Wilson, it, it, like the, these new guys on the staff have all made impact. Well, let's think of all the guys that are getting requested for interviews. Yeah, I mean it, it's remarkable. Even Anthony Weaver has gotten a few interviews. He's getting a second interview. Yeah. Uh, Falcons. Like, yeah, coming up next here on the program, Ravens are hosting their first ever AFC Championship game. We'll talk about it with sports director from WJZ Channel 13, Mark Viviano, next here on the Fan. Ravens beat the Texans 34-10 on Saturday. Let's go out to the WGK Log S hotline now. Mark Viviano, sports director, WJZ Channel 13. He was there Saturday, and he joins us now. And, Viv, thank you, as always, for joining us. So curious, how are you feeling at halftime when this game was 10-10? Not terrible. I I, I sense the foreboding in the stadium for sure because, you know, I think fans had the sense of, Oh, no, not another one of these. Um, But if you really looked at how the first half played out and the only time the Texans found the end zone was on a punt return, it was going to take them multiple turnovers to be in a position to threaten to win the game. And when the Ravens came out 
with the opening kickoff return of the second half that brought them toward midfield. It was over pretty much after that. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Drive and... The, the Texans never really threatened. So, you know, my, my it's funny. We do predictions, you know, every week. Everybody does that for fun. My pick was they were going to win 30 to 10. They won mm-hmm. 34 to 10. And much like this entire season, I mean, guys, we really are drawn to sports because it's reality. It's reality TV, I should say. It's mm-hmm. like you don't know what's going to happen, but this Ravens team has just followed script. If you go all the way back to the preseason and all the drama surrounding the signing of Lamar Jackson to the you know bringing in an OBJ and drafting Zay Flowers and bringing in a new offensive coordinator and this defense is looking great and and all the all the draw up was this is going to be a real good team and they've just followed script. That there's like yeah, that like every other team they they suffer some unfortunate injuries but they've never stopped. And ever since that loss at Pittsburgh in October, when they followed that with the 10 wins in 11 games, and eight of those were by double digits by an average of 21 points, they've just torn up the league and left no question that they're the best team. And I don't think anybody's questioning it now as they're one of the final four teams standing and a favorite to beat Kansas City, although a formidable opponent. They're not the Kansas City that won the Super Bowl last year. The Ravens are well on their way to a Lombardi Trophy, and uh, it's just been amazing to see the decisive nature by which they've gotten to this point. 
Viv, Eric DaCosta hit all the right buttons and signing some veterans uh, to one-year deals on the defensive side of the football. And we just put a poll out asking uh, which players had the most impressive season for you, Jadavion Clowney, Kyle Van Noy, Ronald Darby, or Arthur Millette? I would go with Clowney or Van Noy. Um, the other two, not to discredit how they filled in, especially where they've needed some depth at corner. Um just because of the questions about the pass rush. And with Van Oy, too, I mean, is a guy who has two Super Bowl rings and steps in and just uh, – he and Clowney together are, are, you know, inseparable to me in terms of their influence and how impactful their signing has been. And you guys, you know, we talk about it every year, you know, the Ravens always – most teams do, but the Ravens in particular, they're known for bringing in – uh, you know, veteran guys and plugging them in, and you've you've seen the, the the whole spectrum of results from you know dud to stud, and these guys have both been studs. And I think it was fair to say at the outset, it's like, ah, these guys are in their 30s. Let's see how they last for the long haul. It seems they've been rejuvenated, you know, because they're having fun. They're on a good team. They've got young teammates. Uh, but any discussion about the defense and all all parts matter begins and ends with Roquan Smith. And if you want to talk about Eric DaCosta's impact in making this team what it is, it was the trade last year for Roquan Smith that has altered the direction of this team, uh, unlike any other. Um, and it's Roquan on defense and Lamar Jackson on offense and a lot of other guys who are very talented and uh, contributing to what is what appears to be an unbeatable team, and Kansas City is going to try to prove otherwise. Uh, we've also talked a, a lot um, today about another guy on that, that list there, um, Ronald Darby, and they have not really missed a beat when he's had to play entire games in, in place of Marlon Humphrey, and that might you know spark some conversations between Marlon and the front office down the road, but in the interim, um, it's kind of like a first-world problem for Mike McDonald here because, you know, I I don't know how much you want to cut into Darby's role. I don't know how much you want to cut into Arthur Millette's role. I don't know whether, you know, they would just go and stick Marlin in the slot at the expense of Arthur Millette, which, frankly, I'd rather see them do than put him back on the outside and maybe we find about, you know, we find out on deep balls uh, over the top with no help, you know, how he's really feeling and, and running and all that. Um, where are you on that one? Well, you know, I would just address that one with the uh, what, how you couch the whole conversation. It's a first-world problem. They have so much depth and have gotten so many good performances out of guys to whom they've had to reach down to get depth that you, you, you win either way, right? I mean, let's face it. You lost J.K. Dobbins early on, and then Keaton Mitchell is this find. Then you lose Keaton Mitchell. And you realize, you know what, Justice Hill's pretty good. Yeah. And Gus Edwards is pretty good. And, oh, by the way, you can always bring in four-time pro bowler Dalvin Cook, if you wish. Losing Mark Andrews was a blow. It looks like Isaiah Likely's pretty good. Would it be great to have both of them? Sure. But you're not missing much. Nor are you missing that much without uh, 
without Marlon Humphrey. And that's not a knock on Marlon Humphrey. It is, it's to laud the guys who have made the most of their opportunities. I mean, Geno Stone's in that conversation. Brandon Stevens. These guys who have all stepped into positions of greater contribution that was, in, that was not anticipated from the outset. There's a long list of those guys. And um, this, this ends up being... Uh, in its totality, just a premier year for the front office, for Eric DaCosta, his scouts, and how they've put together a roster that has withstood a number of injuries. And every team deals with them, but not every team deals with them as well as the Ravens have. We're speaking to Mark Viviano. It's Inside Access on the fan. Well, Viv, I guess your your early thoughts on the AFC Championship, first uh, home AFC Championship in Ravens history. It's exciting for the city, first and foremost. And that's the part, you know, having been here for 30 years myself, to see how turned on a city is that has, you know, kind of waded through, you know, a lot of postseason uncertainty with a particular quarterback who promised a Super Bowl when he arrived. This is, this is kind of the payoff. And as far as my thoughts about the game, hey, the Chiefs' pedigree is unquestioned. Six consecutive conference championship games. This is the first time they've had to play on the road. But I think we can all agree, this is not the team that won the Super Bowl last year. They have struggled all season long to score points. They do play better defense, which mitigates to a degree some of their inability to score. But I think with truth serum, Andy Reid would tell you, the Ravens are just a better football team than us. That doesn't mean they can't beat them because of Patrick Mahomes and a decent defense, but the Ravens are by far the best team, not just in this matchup, but in the NFL. And I think this is the Super Bowl to me. This, mm-hmm. is, this is like Michigan-Alabama. Winner wins it all. This is, this is the one. Um, San Francisco did not impress me when the Ravens played them and did not impress me when they played the Packers. Brock Purdy, great story, but I think Cinderella's ready to hand in her, her ticket uh, as far as Purdy and, and, the, and the Niners go. Heck, the Lions might even beat them. I don't know. I'm with you. They, the, the Ravens are by far the best team of the four that are still standing, and uh, I've said it all along. They've picked a great year to be a very good team because the Bengals without Joe Burrow, the Jets without Aaron Rodgers, the Bills with mistake-prone Josh Allen, and, and, and the Chiefs just not who they were in recent years. This, this is the Ravens to, t- to take. And uh, any loss that they may incur between now and the Super Bowl would be an upset. Viv, let the people know what's going on at Channel 13. More than I could chronicle in a single uh, paragraph, guys, but just let's just say we've got tons of stuff going on, including – uh, and details forthcoming as to our AFC title edition of Zay Flowers at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. I'll give you the details when I get it. Uh, but uh, wall-to-wall purple programming and, of course, the game on WJZ Sunday, 3 o'clock, which I anticipate will be the highest. The More people will watch this game originated in Baltimore than any football game in NFL history for mm-hmm. Baltimore. Gotcha, I, I don't gotcha, think gotcha, there's gotcha, any gotcha. question. Yeah, the, Of a game that originates in Baltimore, this will be the highest rated ever. No question. Uh, absolutely. Viv, thanks as always, buddy. We appreciate it. 
Take care, guys. I'll see you soon. Hey, one note real quick before we step out. Uh, Ian Rappaport, Joe Tooney suffered a pec strain in Sunday's win over the Bills. He says potential good sign for his availability over the next few weeks, so we shall see. Joe Tooney, a pec strain. Coming up next, we gave you the six-pack of offensive observations earlier. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, offensive observation. What did we do earlier? I'm, we, did we did offense. We did offense. Now, okay. Defense We're, next. Defense. I'm all, I'm all uh, fakakta right now. But our defensive observations next year on the fan. Second six-pack of the day this time. It's the defensive observations. And, Ryan, let's get started. Number six. There's 11 guys on defense, but I, I got to start this with the 12th man. The, the, the crowd caused five false starts and a delay a game penalty. That helps the defense. They were loud and into it from the start, and the Texans didn't seem like they wanted any part of it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, a big jump in weight class for the Texans all the way around. Um, my six is no Marlon Humphrey. We're wondering how things are going to shape up on the back end. You know, Stroud, Errol, we know what he does against, you know, man coverage and zone coverage. Are they going to ha- are they going to be able to rattle him? Arthur Millette blitzed three times. <laughs> he got a critical intentional grounding and two incomplete passes that had no chances, no chance of being completed. Um, I'll talk more about the blitz in general, but... This guy gets pressure 42% of the time on the season when he's deployed in a slot blitz. That's uh, it's pretty good for a guy you got off the street. And Stroud and that offensive line and those running backs in pass pro couldn't seem to figure it out. Number five. Um, my five kind of stretches out from my six, and it's just the, the exemplary depth of this secondary. To, to not have a Marlon Humphrey... And to have a Ronald Darby step in, and all they do is complete two balls for 28 yards on him. And we know what Brandon Stevens can do on the other side, and all three safeties get involved. You know, there's a really great mix back there, and there's not a lot of teams that could play a, a game against a quarterback who's that hot without a $20 million corner and not have it be a thing. Uh, it wasn't a thing. Uh, my five is uh, when are teams going to stop running bubble screens to Kyle Hamilton's side of the field? Kyle Hamilton blows these things up every single week. He did it again Saturday. And also, Kyle Hamilton's not just a really good player, but he's a really smart player. The Texans ran that goofy double directional thing, <laughs> and Hamilton smelled it out right away and actually should have had an interception, but still broke it up. That kid's a menace for offenses. Number four. Uh, staying in the secondary, Ronald Darby played his ass off uh, on, on Saturday. It, it, I This is not a, a negative on Marlon Humphrey, but they didn't miss Marlon Humphrey one bit, and a lot of it is because Ronald Darby played so well. Um, I didn't have this one higher because the team they're facing isn't very adept at running the ball, but still... Given some of the Ravens' issues, you had to wonder a little bit, did they, you know, would there be a few explosive runs? There was one. Um, the Ravens had an 82% success rate in this game, stopping the run. Uh, that's one of their two highest of the season. 2.7 yards per carry, second best of the season. The only lower was against Seattle. Had their second best run defense EPA game of the season. Uh, it seemed like McDonald had a great feel for when to have you know, a guy like Malik Harrison out there to go with, you know, a three linebacker set and 
attacked the run game a little bit with him. Travis Jones played almost 60% of the of the downs. They, they stuffed the run without having to lean into Broderick Washington a whole lot, who hasn't had the greatest season. And there were seemingly no holes whatsoever. And that kept Stroud in third and long. And then that was just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I like Ken. I mean, Darby deserves his own spot. I mean, he's been playing his ass off uh, all season long. And I like the little hat tip, uh, tip of the cap, I should say, to the fans. I mean, look, yeah. that, that was a huge difference in that game because the Texans just kept melting down. And, look, you heard Joe Buck, Troy Aikman compliment the uh, Ravens fans all night long, and they brought it. Six-pack of defensive observations. And, Ryan, let's continue. Number three. Uh, number three is just the uh, the Blitzkrieg bop all the way around. Um, Stroud got blitzed way more than he was used to, and he had no answers for it. Uh, he was 5 of 10 for 32 yards, obviously 3.2 per attempt against the Blitz. He got blitzed 37% of the time, which is a significant increase from week one when he was only blitzed 25% of the time. It was uh, McDonald's second highest blitz rate of the season. Uh I mean, overall, Stroud averaged just 5.3 yards per attempt. That There was no chance of him pushing the ball downfield. And again, a tremendous feel from this young defensive coordinator about when to bring it and when to disguise it. But make, make no doubts about it. The blitz was incredibly effective against Stroud and helped the Ravens to a 49% pressure rate overall which is obviously ridiculous. It's funny because this is going to happen again, uh, but my three is your four. There there was nothing running-wise for the Texans uh, in that game Saturday. They rushed for 38 yards as a team, and one of them, 16 of that was on one carry from Singletary, and they stopped them a couple times early on third and shorts. This There was nothing, zero, for them to gain on the ground. Number two. And my two is your three. <laughs> like that, I don't, And I said this to you guys earlier. I can't remember a game where a team didn't get a sack but bothered a quarterback as much as the Ravens bothered C.J. Stroud on Saturday. Zero sacks, but he was rattled in this football game. Um, my two, and this is the guy who deserves his own category, Justin Matabike. Bro, seven pressures, two quarterback hits, and five hurries. Come on now. Come on now. Uh, absolutely nuts. A pressure rate of 31%. All those times you saw Stroud meandering aimlessly to his right to throw the ball into the second row. Yeah, that was Matabike whipping the center's ass. I thought he was absolutely dominant. Also, he barely left the field. Had a lot to do with the fact that they couldn't run on him. He's not a $20 million man. He's probably like 23. <laughs> Maybe by three weeks from now, 24, 25. Uh... There was no, I wonder what he'll look like in the playoffs with this contract to, to be determined. I thought he was the best player on their defense. Number one. I got to give it to the boy wonder here, the wizard, Mike McDonald. Uh, he completely changed things up from week one, and Stroud had no answers. He doubled his use of cover two and cover three. He had him seeing ghosts. He eliminated Collins. He got a little something-something and, you know, two-minute drill stuff at the end of the first half. But he took away their big play receiver. He rattled the young quarterback. Um, when he blitzed, it was lights out. And when he mixed up the coverages, again, a lot of times Stroud was throwing it into the ground or throwing it to nowhere land. Um, 
I, I have to applaud Mike McDonald. He uh, he is a boy genius. Texans, including the playoffs, played 19 games this season. They were held without an offensive touchdown twice. Week one against the Ravens and Saturday against the Ravens. And as Jason pointed out, they did it a little differently the second time than the first. And Mike McDonald deserves his flowers. The defense held that team to three points. That's a big W for the Ginger yeah, Gorilla. You guys had a similar top three, but the, the rushing is definitely noteworthy considering we've seen this Ravens rush defense struggle against teams that don't run the ball that Arizona. well. It happened in Arizona. It happened both games against Cincinnati where Joe Mixon found some rushing lanes. So heading into the game where we know that Isaiah Pacheco is going to get a lot of volume, at least a good sign. Coming up next, Cordell Woodland. He covers the Ravens for us here at 105.7 The Fan. He was at Harv's press conference. He was at the game Saturday. He joins us next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.